Hello, hello, and welcome back to Lola Pops Off About Dramas with your host, Lola. Welcome, welcome back, everyone. How are you guys? I missed you. It's been forever since I've sat down to record a kind of episode that is solely about currently airing dramas that I'm watching and kind of catching you guys up on thoughts on dramas that I've been watching. And I have missed this, which I think was the point of my little vacation away. I think the point was to want to come back to recording episodes for you all. So I am so excited, so excited to be recording this new episode. And as you can see by the title, it will be a Lola's Ramblings and Musings episode. And as always with these episodes, it's usually slammed packed with dramas that I have to kind of touch on and tell you guys about and give you some final thoughts, some midpoint thoughts, some thoughts about dramas that I may or may not want to start watching or dramas that I may want to drop. You know, all of that stuff is usually included in these Lola's Ramblings and Musings episode. So I am so excited to be catching you guys up on everything that's been going on with me in K-Drama land. But I do want to first just say thank you to everyone who was around for my vacation series, my vacation episodes that were very near and dear to me because they gave me the opportunity to do something different on my podcast and the support and the love that I got on those episodes. When I tell you my heart was singing. So Thank you for everyone who listened, who um, participated, commented, let me know their thoughts on these episodes. It meant the world to me. So I'm just so grateful, so thankful, so grateful that you enjoyed them, that you listened to them and that you were engaging with them. Like I was so excited and I was really nervous about those episodes. I thought it was just going to be kind of like a drop in the pan and, you know, I was just going to expect a few people to listen here and there, and then we'll move on once the vacation was over. But I actually got a lot of good feedback and a lot of good responses um, about those episodes. So, So I definitely believe I will be doing them again, not just in kind of the vacation format, but kind of throwing them in here and there for you all, because I really do think people like them and I loved doing them. So I will try my best to incorporate them more in this in this podcast. So thank you for that. And then the other thing I want to kind of let you guys know about this episode is that because it's a ramblings and musings, it will be on the longer side. And if you've listened to my vacation series, you'll know I had some longer episodes there. So I hope you don't mind. So get comfortable, grab some snacks, go get ready to go on your commute because this is going to be a long one. I do want to go over quite a few dramas and these kind of different categories as I always do dramas I finished dramas I'm currently watching. And this time I'm going to be doing dramas that I'm hoping to start soon. And in each of those kind of categories, I'll go through kind of rapid fire through some dramas. But at some point I am going to slow it down a little bit and kind of hover over some dramas. And then I will probably 
let you guys know if there's any dramas that I am going to be bringing up in this episode that I hope to do a longer standalone episode for. So that way you'll know if I'm going over it kind of quickly, it's only because it's going to get its own episode. So just wait for that, brace yourself for that one. But I did want to at least bring up all the dramas that I have in my mind right now, because I just, I feel like I got to parse through them myself because I've been doing a lot of watching of dramas and I want you guys to kind of know where I am with dramas right now. So this is a long episode. I will do time steps as I try to do with these ramblings and musings when I have all these different dramas I'm going to be touching on. And I will also do what I I think I need to do as far as, like I said, some dramas I will kind of go through lengthy discussion on and then others I'm just going to kind of hit on it. I'm just going to mention it, tell you what quick thoughts on it and move on just because I, I just because I may not, that may be all I have for it. I'm going to be honest. So yeah, thank you guys for joining me for this episode and welcoming back Thank you guys. I really appreciate you guys missing me because I missed you guys. I really did. I really, really missed you all. And I am so excited to be recording again. And I do believe that once I finish this ramblings and musings, the next episodes, I'm going to try to keep them coming. And there will be standalones talking specifically about you know, dramas on their own. So it won't be kind of this big compilation of talk about dramas. So just get through this one and get caught up with me. And then I will um, kind of slow it down once I get past this. But I did want to say while I was kind of away for my vacation, it wasn't like um, just a vacation from podcasting from recording episodes for you all. It was also a vacation from watching currently airing dramas or new dramas I had started while, um, after I started my vacation. So I could not, it was a rule I made for myself. I could not watch any new dramas. I had to wait a month, four weeks until I could (laughs) start new dramas. And as you can imagine, that was a lot for me. That was very difficult, but it, you know, it was good. It was nice to, to have a little bit of a a breather from always trying to stay up to date and on the latest and the greatest. It's it's a lot of pressure on me sometimes. And so I love that little break, a little vacation. And I stayed very, very far away from social media because I didn't want any spoilers. I didn't want anything like that. I did have a few people kind of reach out to me to let me know kind of what they were watching and enjoying, but they did not spoil anything for me. They just kind of let me know things that they thought I might want to watch when I get started back watching. So I really, really appreciated people doing that for me. But again, it was a vacation away from watching new dramas. So I had a lot of catch up to do. When I say a lot of catch up to do, I had a lot of catch up. So that's why the week after I finished my vacation, I had to kind of um, just take a pause an actual break from getting this podcast stuff back up and running because I needed to just watch dramas. I had to just consume and swim and drown (laughs) in dramas because I had to catch up because everybody was far along on these new dramas that had aired and I just had no idea what was going on. The other thing that you may know about me and dramas is that I, a lot of times go into them blind. And I was talking to one of my wonderful K-drama friends about that recently. And it's a new development for me. And it actually started 
started um, a couple years ago, maybe when I started this podcast, where I made it a point to not look ahead and really find out what dramas are really about before I start them. Because in the past, that was one of the ways that I avoided watching dramas. I would find out some little tidbit about it or I would read about it and then I would kind of write it off before I even gave it a chance just by the description or the summary or like the the premise. And I was like, that's not, you know, I was missing out on a lot of dramas. So with these, with the podcast, it has kind of forced my hand to be like, just try everything. Let's just jump into everything. Don't, don't even go in, you know, with these kind of preconceived notions about dramas, just jump in. And that's been really, really fun. So (laughs) as you can imagine, I didn't know, I knew the dramas that had started, right? But I did not know at all what these dramas were about. I knew people, you know, some of my actors that I wanted to see and I knew who was going to be in it, but I did not know anything about all of these dramas um, that I'm going to be talking about before I jumped into them. I mean, nothing. So it was actually funny to kind of start some of these dramas completely blind because boy, oh boy, did it trying to kind of shock me like wait what what am I watching so yeah I am gonna talk about those dramas in a minute but I will be starting with my category dramas I finished now while I was on vacation the dramas that I had started watching while I was before I went on vacation I was allowed to keep watching them through my vacation now did I really have that much time to watch those dramas no not really but I did you know pick up episodes here and there for the dramas that I was um that I had started before I went on my vacation. So that was my rule that was allowed. Like I could keep watching K-dramas. It just couldn't be any new dramas that started after my vacation. Um, So I have to catch you guys up on some of those dramas because I finished them right after I finished my vacation, I think, or some of them I finished during my vacation. And so I wanted to go back over them just so I had a final thought on them because I don't think I came back or I have not come back and talked about them since I talked about them previously. So I knew I wanted to do that for you all. And then I'll get into dramas that I'm currently watching. So let's go back. So if you don't mind, we're going to go back a couple months because again, this, my vacation was in this weird in-between time between July and the beginning of August. So I had dramas that I started in June that I was still watching into July before my vacation. And then, you know, it was some dramas that started at the end of July that I got to, got a chance to start right before my vacation. And so they didn't just finish until a couple weeks ago. So, I mean, it's, it was, it's all over the place. So these may be dramas that you're like, oh yeah, I I moved past those a month months ago. Uh, forgive me, <laughs> I had to, you know, come back to them so that I can just let you know my final thoughts on them before I move on to dramas that I'm, I'm watching now. So let's go all the way back to Revenant. Yes, I'm going all the way back to Revenant with Kim Tae and um, I wanted to talk about this one and give my final thoughts on it because again, I did give it um, kind of a shout out and. An episode before I went on vacation. So I wanted to talk about it again here just to wrap up some things. So with Revenant, I was very proud of myself for watching this. It was a horror drama. It had to do with demons and demon possession. And that is definitely never ever something I really want to consume in my dramas, but I, I, I stuck it out because of Tady. Um, the other thing that I want to just go ahead and tell myself about the other reason I think I, I really want to kind of try this drama out. And another reason why I stuck around for this drama 
was the actor Hong Kwang. I think that's his name. He was in Week Hero Class 1 last year and I hadn't really seen him prior to that and I absolutely fell in love with him. I mean, that entire cast of Week Class Hero, I just adored. But I really, I don't know, something about him I really, really fell in love with. So he's kind of like one of my like growing crushes this year. And I was really interested to see him in something else again, especially in this one because he's not playing a high school student. And I was like, okay, who is this guy, you know? And I loved him in this drama. So I just want to shout him out as one of my kind of growing crushes. So if you hear me, you know, picking up dramas randomly, you're like, why is, why is she watching that? It's probably because one of my crushes is in it. Um, so he, I think was another reason why I was excited to kind of check this drama out in the beginning. And I didn't, I think, admit it at first. <laughs> but anyway, I was very proud of myself for watching this drama. I watched it from beginning to end. It was only 12 episodes, but I will say, in those 12 episodes, they messed up a little bit. I'm gonna be honest, they messed up a little bit um, because there was this repetitiveness that happened in the kind of first half of the drama about these kind of, you know what guys, I didn't even give you a spoiler warning. I'm gonna be spoiling dramas left and right in this episode. So if you don't want to hear about any of these dramas, use the timestamps provided to kind of skip around to only listen to things that you know you wanna hear about. Um, but there will be spoilers all throughout. And here's one about Revenant. So there is this element to the drama where um, the demon who possesses um, Kim Tae-ri's character is basically um, performing, like killing, murdering people um, through suicide. The way that she kills them is that she makes it appear as if they've committed suicide. They She kind of possesses them and then they forces them to kill themselves. And that happens on repeat. And at some point it kind of just got a little old and a little stale. The The main premise of the story was us trying to figure out the, who the demon was that was possessing our Kim Tae-ri character. And we had um, her character alongside a professor um, played by the actor Oh Jung-sae. Those two were on the case in a kind of folklore, folktale kind of um, way. And then, you know, like a in his professor way. And then we also had two cops who were also on the case because they were like, what are what, where are these people? How are they dying? Like, what is going on? So there were these two sets of people that were on this one case of like trying to just kind of figure out what was going on with these uh, mysterious deaths. One side was on the more kind of like logical sense and one side was on the more kind of like demon spiritual sense. And that was initially for me, the big draw where I was like, that is actually really cool watching these two groups and these kind of two different mindsets trying to solve these cases or solve this case. And I really was enjoying that contrast. And then eventually, of course, they have to join forces. All of that, I really, really kind of enjoyed, but it was the repetition of the deaths that started to get a little stale and dry. And while those deaths were happening, we weren't giving, or we weren't getting much revelation about the mystery that was this demon. Now, the point of this drama that really I thought was the best part was the story when they kind of pulled pulled it back. And this happened at the very end of the drama was of this demon and who the demon was that was possessing Kim Terry. And it actually was this young girl um, who, and I think it was like this kind of like rubik. 
I guess, like little twist where we were following it, thinking it was one um, girl and turned out to be her sister and how that all got unveiled. I really, really enjoyed that part. That was the mystery element. That was the kind of, you know, story that I really, really got into. And it was this case that was obviously from like, years prior to Kim Tatey. And I really thought that was really, really interesting. Now, the thing that I I think the drama, like I said, dropped the ball with was the repetitiveness of the kind of suicide deaths, mysterious deaths that kept happening and how they were happening. And we just knew, okay, this is the same thing. But the other thing was that they did this thing with the um, Song Young character, which is Kim Tae-ri's character and her father. And kind of like, there was this point where they allowed or they were allowing the demon to possess them because they were diagnosed with some kind of um, um, illness that was making them turn blind. And if they kept the ghost around, she would keep them from going blind. And that part to me, just really cheapened the entire experience for some reason. Like they gave them a reason to want the demon around, but it didn't feel genuine or it didn't didn't fit the plot at all. And so I really thought that was just like, really, you had to make her go blind. You know, it, it didn't, it didn't fit for me. It didn't fit this whole element of like, oh, there's a reason why people want the demons, you know, because that was the reason why this demon was going around because she was made to allow for this one family to continue to get gain and gather wealth. And that was, you know, the point was like, people take on this demon to, to continue to, um, to, to build, you know, basically like sell their soul to the devil kind of thing. And I understood that, but it didn't make sense um, in comparison to someone who was doing it to just purely for evil purposes, like to just gain all the money in the world with people who are actually dealing with a real serious situation or condition like going blind and that being very scary for them, you know? So I just didn't like that they kind of compared those two groups of people as wanting to have this demon in their life. So anyway, The Revenant dropped the ball for me. I think it started off strong, it got stale, and then it kind of ended a little strong for me. And it was the only part that ended strong with me was the kind of reveal of the demon and who she was and her backstory. The actress who ends up being the demon is um, played by Shim Dalgi, I think is her name. And she is fan tabulous. Every time I see her in something, she's playing some always sometimes a similar role, I'm going to be honest. But she's so good to me. She is so good to me and I feel like a little cheated sometimes when I see her in dramas because I feel like they don't give her like her they don't give her her due justice. Like they don't give her her full kind of like moment. They give her like these like glimpses and I feel like she should be like front and center like she needs her own standalone kind of like lead role I'm waiting for that she's amazing so yeah anyway the the drama had its ups and downs there were some elements to it that could have been so much better there were some moments that I think cheapened the overall plot of this story but in general, it wasn't a bad drama at all. And for horror purposes, there were some scary moments that got me. And then at some point, like I said, it got repetitive, so it wasn't so scary <laughs> anymore. Um, but performances were top tier. When I tell you, Tati did her thing as she always does. And Hong Kyung, I believe is his name. Keep an eye out for him. He's so 
freaking good. And I just think he's so adorable. So, <laughs> so yeah, that is my kind of big final thought on Revenant. All right, let's move along. Again, I don't want to stay too long on any one drama, but I did kind of want to just just drop my final thought there because I always go back to these episodes when I am doing my, you know, yearly roundup and I need to know how I was feeling <laughs> or what I said about things so that I can kind of, um, you know, use that to guide my decisions at the end of the year. But yes, let's move on to the next drama that I finished and I want to talk to you guys about. So this was definitely one that I finished while I was on vacation and I did not come back to it. And I knew I was like, oh my gosh, I can't not come back to this one. So I have to talk about See You in My 19th Life. I, You guys remember this drama? I know, right? I'm so, so behind. But I definitely needed to come back and give you my final thought on it because I think it's going to surprise some of you all. <laughs> so like my experience with Revenant, it started off pretty strong for me. And I just remember saying, I think when I talked about it in the previous episode, I said that I thought it was just absolutely gorgeous. I was super excited about the the setup of this woman who gets the opportunity to um, see, you know, remember all of her previous lives. And then she also gets this chance to interact again with the people that she lost or she left in her previous life. So like the life right before her 19th life, she gets to kind of come back to those same people because she was reborn again soon enough. And I loved that setup. I love that premise. I thought it was just a gorgeous drama to look at. I was so excited to see the chemistry between our two leads and it was all there. It was all, I also love the OST. One of my favorite OSTs of the year so far. Loved it, loved it. And I, and I sang its praises in the earlier episodes. And then at some point, it completely lost its way for me. And I don't know why it did that. It had so much, it had so much, it had so much much going for it. And it completely lost its way for me. And I have to say, it took me a minute to realize it because while I was watching it, I couldn't put my finger on it. I remember watching each episode and thinking, I should be in love with this. I should be in love with this. Why am I not in love with this? Why am I not in love with this? What is going on? And I kept thinking that each episode, like, what is wrong? And it wasn't until I finished it that I actually realized what happened for me. And I think for me, the story, again, this drama was what, 12 episodes? I'm not going to be that one to go on about the short episode time frame and how they're not doing these dramas justices. They're not doing the drama justice by cutting it down to 12 episodes. Um, I'm not going to talk about that, but I will say this. This drama was telling two, was trying to tell two different stories. And of course, well, by doing that, they couldn't do both of them well. So they, in the time frame that they had allotted, as in the 12 episodes. So what they ended up doing was completely half doing the half doing both plots. So for me, there was this one plot that involved the, um, 
um, Bo Hyun's character, Soha, and his kind of, you know, the whole thing about him as a kid and the people that he had lost, his mother, this this first love, um, and his whole family and this kind of table lifestyle. All of that was his own story, its own story, right? And then we had this, and then the whole thing about his the tragic accident that he was in and how it could have been, you know, an inside job, you know, all of that was his own story. I mean its own plot. And then you have the story of um, Ban Ji-un, played by Hae-sun. And that was a totally different story for me too, where you have this woman who could remember all of her lives (laughs) and how she finally meets someone in her 18th life that she did want to see again, you know, that she didn't want to say goodbye to and that she felt like it was it she she left left him too soon, you know, all of that. So to me there were two different stories that I really could have followed either one and for me they never completely merged. They never completely found their footing. So the one that lost all its weight was the um so hot plot. The whole thing with the tabled family and the mystery that was who killed who, you know, who got, you know, who caused the accident that he was in that killed his first love. All of that just was boring. They gave it no weight, no strength, no power so much so that when those things came on the screen, those characters that were involved in that side of the story came on screen, I was bored out of my mind, bored out of my mind. It did not add anything to the Soha character instead to me distracted from it. And that was so frustrating. So frustrating. So I was like, why are these people on the screen (laughs) when you're not adding adding anything to my enjoyment of the story? So it was disappointing. Um, So disappointing and completely distracting and completely weighed down the the butter, you know, the bread and butter of the story, which was this love story between Ji-um and Soha. They could have really focused in on that and from the perspective of her and kind of pulled his story and back, you know, backstory into it um, a little bit seamless, more seamlessly for me to fully value that whole history that his his life was like it was just completely boring. It was boring. It was so boring. So I was so disappointed that they dropped that. They dropped that. They should have built up that a little bit better. And again, they probably could have if it wasn't 12 episodes, right? They totally probably could have done that. And again, I don't want to be singing the same tune on as always about these 12 episode dramas, but I definitely feel like that was to the detriment of this one. It felt like there was more development that needed to happen in the plot um, of this drama. And instead of, I mean, because they even had all this, this historical element to Ji Eun's, you know, life and that all of that had to get built up and kind of told. And then we get to the final episode and we get all of that reveal. And it was just like, by that point, it didn't matter. even matter. So I was really disappointed. I was really disappointed in this one. I think they had the premise that they could have just done so much with and they completely lost it and they kind of made it feel cartoony by the end. Yes, it was based off a web comment, but it made it feel really like there was no weight. There was no real pressure 
by the end of this story and um, like conflict that made me like, I have to see how this is going to unfold. Like none of that was there keeping me, you know, at the edge of my seat enthralled with this this story. I knew it all work out. (laughs) You know, it was just, there was nothing that built any anticipation um, or gave me any real tension. And I, and I think that was constraint. I think that was time constraint on this drama. Seriously. I do. I just think it felt a little underdeveloped. It wasn't baked long enough in the oven. And you know, what, what can I do? What can I do? So this was a, one of the, a big disappointment for me of this year. I'm going to be honest, started out beautifully, was beautiful to look at. I got to give it that. Um, and I loved the Ji Eun character. I love what they had crafted for her and as a character. It just, for me, again, didn't they didn't give it enough. They didn't give her enough room to kind of spread her wings in this drama. And then Soha, he really was lacking. He was very much lacking in the character development department. So, yeah. Yeah, my favorite element to it was really Ji Eun's relationship with um her sister (laughs) i thought they were just so precious oh i love them together so much and i really did actually like the the ending of this story how they had her um have to choose you know between remembering her 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 previous life um or and uh, causing people to that she you know had had reconnected with to end up dying or getting sick and dying or whatever, um, versus her forgetting that life and kind of just starting anew, not remembering those people anymore. And then having, and then they had to kind of like force themselves back into her life. I really did like that little ending. That was really cute. So, um, yeah, I did like the, the, the coupling and I thought they looked really good together and I was really excited for them and it just wasn't enough. It just wasn't enough. So yeah. That's my final thought on see you in my 19th life. Yeah, gotta go, gotta move on. All right, so let's move on to another drama that you may get mad at me about because it's gonna be um, me repeating um, (laughs) something I just said about the two previous dramas. (sighs) Heartbeat. Heartbeat, yes. Heartbeat is the one, the vampire uh, drama you know, vampire comedy with Taekyun and the actress Jian. And yep, no, <laughs> no heartbeat, no. So I actually did finish Heartbeat and it was 16 episodes. So it did not, I cannot say the same complaint that I have about this is the underdevelopment of the story or anything like that. Like it's a different complaint. Um, <laughs> just wait for it. Uh, <laughs> So heartbeat for me started out very strong. Um, you see the repetition here. I was getting on Revenant about being repetitive. Okay, so started out very strong for me. It, I mean, when I say started off strong, let me let me rewind that. When I first started the drama, I said in the very first five minutes, I was in shock by how cheesy it looked. I said, "Who? What is this? What is this?" I thought it looks. I was laughing at the drama, not with it in the first kind of like opening of episode one. But then as I kept watching and I was like, oh, it's supposed to be this way. It's poking fun at itself. It's really, you know, supposed to be laugh out loud funny. And it was, I mean, I really did laugh throughout this drama. Now with saying that, um, for me, 
this is another case of lack of chemistry. I said it. I said it. I said it, guys. I said it. I'm so sorry. I have, I'm a stickler for chemistry between my leads. I'm a stickler for it. It is a make or break of a drama. It is make or break. If you do not have the chemistry, if you don't have it, it's not worth it unless there is another coupling or some other kind of um, characters in the story that have the chemistry to make up for your lack of. And boy, oh boy, was there just like nothing, nothing. (laughs) I'm sorry. Was it just me? I did not see the chemistry and I don't know why they look so good together. Taekyeon and Jian look so good together. They look like ideal, like coupling. So perfect on the screen when they were on screen together. However, it was just not there. And when I tell you where I'm going to find the real fault and I'm, I'm going to sound harsh, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to come from, I'm going to come for Wan Jian. Yes, I'm going to come for her. So she, for me, is a newer actress, obviously. She has been in a couple of things that I've seen her in, but I've seen her in glimpses. Like, I feel like everything that I've watched her in, she hasn't been kind of like leading for me. She kind of just has dropped in. And um, and so I don't think I really got to sit through anything with her fully to really see kind of like her range. And I have to say, I, I don't know. She felt really stiff throughout the entire drama. Like there was this element to her character that was supposed to be kind of like blocked. You know, she didn't know how to love. She's been alone and she's been fighting to survive all her life. And so there was this woodenness that I think was supposed to be a part of her character. And then her connecting with this vampire who was searching for love and, and, and needing that he was supposed to kind of, kind of unveil, you know, unleash onto her what it looks like to fall in love and what love feels like and what it means. Like he was supposed to kind of, you know, shake that out of her. And I understood that. Like that was, I was like, the plot itself was not bad, like at all. Like the story itself was not bad. Um, It was not anything to write home about, but it was not bad at all. Um, It was easy to follow. You know, there was, there were some elements that were just like, okay, I got this. But it was the the character, her character at least, was Steph. And I wanted to say it was the performance of this character. Like there was this element to her that she was supposed to be wooden, but the woodenness just felt like stiff acting instead of like the character itself was like at this, had this blockage. Like that was not felt um, watching her performance. And I felt bad, <laughs> but I think that's what I think I miss the most in this drama. Like, I just feel like this could have been a really like, oh yeah, that was a that was a good drama. If I felt the chemistry between her and Taekyeon. Because the story itself, like I said, was was pretty kind of clean cut. It was 16 episodes. I like I said, I feel like it towed its story from beginning to end. Um, I do feel like there were elements that were just boring. The whole aspect of the um the her like old um college friend who was always in love with her 
and you know her not being privy to it obviously because she's like I don't have time for love you know his character and him needing to find the blood of a half vampire half human like that was never really explained why he needed that I mean yes we knew why because he had some kind of condition but it was like it didn't they didn't do it enough for us to really care enough about him so that was very well like poorly done and then there also was the the reincarnation of the Wu Hyola, who was Taekyung's character's um, first love and her character was just horrible Ugh. like I couldn't stand her and I love the actress I love Yoon So Hee so I was really upset by her her character because I was like ugh just annoying so it was like those two characters were there to kind of like fuel this the kind of romance between um Woo Hyul and Inhei which were Taekyun and Jiyeon's characters and they were just like so poorly written so poorly written so that was really bad um but I will say the best part of this drama was the um, the friends or the kind of vampire group uh, that was um, played by the actor Yoon Byung-hee and Ko Kyu-pil and Song Yu. Those three were um, Woo Hyo's like vampire crew from the past and they had been like you know living their lives while he was away for a hundred years and it was just so funny they were such they were a highlight when they were on screen now that was chemistry they were great they did so well with take young like they were wonderful so i really liked their scenes and i thought they were like the best part of the drama um (laughs) which is like not the point of the drama but to me they were the best point um so yeah it was definitely it, it was just it was no it was a blah for me it was it completely missed it with the the, I think our leads and what a shame because they looked so good together on screen beautiful people but yeah no and take him he did great as his vampire role where he was like you know this my favorite fish out of water um this vampire who wakes up a hundred years later in this new time and he has to kind of like adapt and figure out how to navigate this space loved it i loved that part of him like like, i loved i actually really enjoyed the setup of this story it was not bad at all but it was definitely mm, yeah it 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 was missing quite a lot um and just like the chemistry department and some of the character developments it was just it was missing it was missing so definitely not my fave started off okay started off okay because i think a lot of the beginning was the the vampire character trying to like figure out how to navigate this world and so i think i was just really enjoying that personally and then after i got past that i was just like "Mm, yawn 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 so i'm gonna keep my eye on gian i know she's gonna be in the new squid game but again I'm not sold on her performances, so I'm going to have to keep an eye on her and see what else she's going to be bringing to the table in the future. But she she lost it for me in this one. Sorry, Gian. I'm sorry. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Okay, moving on, moving on. Okay, so the next drama that I'm going to talk about, you guys are going to laugh at me. You're going to laugh at me because this was one of my favorite dramas I was watching on my vacation. I mean, when I tell you, I couldn't wait for the next week's episodes. (laughs) When I tell you what it is, you guys are going to shake your head at me. I know you are, but hey, don't judge me. This was one of my faves. I'm going to be honest. One of my faves. I was late starting it. 
I did start it before my vacation, so I was allowed to keep watching it. And like I said, it was the one that I was the most excited for each each week. <laughs> I was so excited for new episodes. So this one is, I'm like embarrassed to tell you guys what it is. Okay, it's Durian's Affair. Yes, I said it. Durian's Affair was one of my favorite dramas I was watching on my vacation. When I tell you... I loved it. So this one, if you're not aware, is about this family who, you know, one night is having this kind of party at their, you know, this rich family having this party at their beautiful villa. And that same night, a lunar eclipse takes place. And, you know, while they're having their their party. And then suddenly there's these these two mysterious women that appear out of like the pond, out of the water on their villa. And then we start this story of uh, who are these two women, where they come from, and like what is their role in these uh, in this family's life. So it was 16 episodes, and it was again supposed to be spanning um, across time. So we had basic like time travel, time slip kind of thing with them because the two women who mysteriously appear at the night of this party are from the Joseon period. And they, of course, my favorite, they're literally fish out of water. So this is a actual direct example of when I say um, my favorite trope is fish out of water. It is literally this story where there's two women that uh, magically appear out of water (laughs) into a time and a period that they are not familiar with and they kind of have to figure out and get adjusted to this world. So loved it, loved it, loved it, loved it, loved it. The very first two episodes, I was completely confused because they were doing this kind of time jumping thing and the people that were in the past were also the people that were in the present. So there was this kind of element of like, past lives. So again, seeing the similarities of kind of stories across K-dramas this last couple months with like past lives and things like that. So the people that we were seeing in the Strosen side of the story were also present day in this family. So it was confusing for me in the first two episodes. I'm going to be, I'm not going to lie. I was like, what is going on? Who is who? What are their relationships with one another? Like what? And it was so confusing because the, the people that they were in the Joseon kind of side of the story, like in the past, how, who they were in the past were not exactly the roles that they were in the, in the present day and their kind of connections in this family. So for example, we had a character in the past who was a servant and he was serving, um, the, the matriarch of this family. Her name is, um, Bake Do Yi. He was serving her as a servant in the Joseon dynasty or in the Joseon period. And then in the present day, he was her son. Right. So it was like you were confused. I was like, wait, who is he to her? Wait, why is he now her son? You know, they were it was supposedly, you know, supposed to be this kind of like really complicated um, kind of family tree that takes place. And it was on purpose. And I understood it after I got through the first two episodes. So the beginning started a little rough for me. But then, like I said, the element of the little women out of the water and them being from a different time period and this family taking them in and being like, who are they? Why are they pretending like they don't know? Why are they talking that way? You know, why are they dressed in in Hanbok? Like, it was so much fun. I loved, loved watching this drama. It was so much fun. Now, the other element to this drama was that it was complete mess. 
like I said, the connections of this family and who they were in the past and who they were in the present were all messed up. We're all messed up, like messed up. And so that calls for a lot of mess that I loved. It was so messy. I mean, this this drama, 16 episodes, was Mok Jung adjacent. It had a lot of kind of like over the top um, moments of performance, you know, when they kind of like outbursts and like just, just wailing kind of scenes. But then there also were these weird connections that were like, wait, what is this? Like the, the mother, the matriarch of this family, Big Doyi, played by the beautiful Che Mongil. She is supposed to be in her like late seventies and she looks like she's in her 50s and it's all because of plastic surgery apparently and she looks so good for her age that she ends up dressing up to go to a club one night with her um you know her assistants and she ends up meeting a man who is um the (laughs) so she ends up meeting a man who is like 30 years her junior and he falls head over heels in love with her. Um, And then the connection between him and her family is already established because she has a son who's married um, to a woman that is in love with her. So her daughter-in-law is in love with her and she tells her this and the family is all up in arms about this 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 kind of revelation about her being in love with her mother-in-law all this time and guess whose uh, sister that is yep that's the one of of the 30 year younger man of um big doyi so it was just like this is so much mess and so much makjong elements and it was so good. It was so good. I loved it. I loved it. I loved it. I'm sorry. It was such a messy tale and I ate it up every episode. I thought it was so much fun. I thought it was hilarious at points. It was the perfect setup for me with these fish with the fish out of water trope. And I really did like this element of um the two women. One was um her name was Dude Riyan, thus Durian's affair. And she was played by the beautiful Pak Chumi. And then she also came along with her daughter-in-law from the Joseon period. And her name was Kim So Jo. And she was played by the actress Yi Da Yun. And the, the connection between these two women to this family was obviously that in the past, they were all, you know, a part of this Durian's life and in different ways. And it's called Durian's Affair because she ends up having a child with the servant um, because her husband was unable to help her, you know, to produce children. So that was like, and she was always in love with this man, her servant anyway, and her servant was in love with her, but they never, you know, went anywhere until her own mother-in-law allowed for them to, to have this, you know, night or nights together so that she can produce a child. Um, so that was like the point of the Durian's affair and how that affects this comment, this future or this present day family that she ends up meeting again. And so just so much fun, so much mess, mock Jung elements all throughout. And the ending was a little weird to me. I'm going to be honest. I'm still not sure what happened in the end, but, um, <laughs> 
really don't know what happened. They kind of just like, when I say mock jung, like the ending was completely mock jung. Like it just was like, what, what, what just happened to this story? And I, you know, did fault them and took some points off for that ending. But as a whole, I love this drama. It was so much fun. It was a mess. I will not recommend it to everybody. Cause like I said, you gotta be ready for it. Um, but I loved it. I, I thought it was so much fun. So, yeah. So that's a that's a high note for my dramas that I have finished recently. So Durian's Affair. Um, but one other quick shout out about dramas that I finished and that I'm not going to talk about is Celebrity. I watched that right when it had aired and I just never thought to tell anybody that I watched it. So I did watch Celebrity. Um, did not think anything much of it. It was just kind of like washed it and I was like, forgot about it. I'm going to be honest. The only cool thing I remember was the cameo of Junho at the end. And I was like, oh my gosh, so cute. So, and also I think they're probably going to do like a season two, maybe with Junho's character. I don't know. Um, but I would be uh, open to that. So yeah, but yeah, definitely just a drama I wanted to let you know I watched that I hadn't talked about. Um, moving on to another drama that I watched and I watched this as soon as I came back from my vacation, I believe. And it was DP season two. I have already, I had already watched season one last year and I didn't talk about season one last year because it was just like, oh my gosh, that drama was whoa it was heavy and the ending of that drama was just like oh it was heavy and um so I was nervous about watching season two but but I thought why not <laughs> you know I had already watched season one and also my 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 bae one of my loves of my life Song Tsuku is in it so I kind of I stuffed down anything that he's in these days. And so I definitely was going to watch it. And I did. It was only six episodes, kind of, I think, just like season one. And for me, season one was to obviously better. And I think it was because all of the kind of aftermath of season one was just season two. So it was like all the intensity and all the like, the, 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 the things that we're learning about what DP does, what a DP team even is, all of that was in that season one. Then also learning about all of the horrible things that some of these um, these some of these officers were going through and the reasons why someone would want to desert, you know, be a deserter of the military. All those reasons were kind of revealed in season one. So when you get to season two, it was kind of like we had gotten everything we really needed from season one. And so season two just kind of felt like just the aftermath. And I don't know if it was as interesting as season one for me. Um, They did have, I think in this season, some elements of other cases of, or reasons why someone want to desert, you know, desert, desert from the military. And, you know, they were different stories, but it wasn't to me um, that much different from the first season for me to be com- completely um, convinced and enthralled in it. And I think unlike with the first season, I feel like they followed um, some of those characters a little bit longer and we got a little bit closer to them. So it, it felt like we really understood them and the reasons for deserting. And so we wanted to see how their stories ended up after they were, you know, captured again and things like that. So, you know, I basically really feel like we got less going on in season two and it felt like a filler 
season and I almost feel like they definitely set it up for a continuation into a season three so it just felt like a filler season for me um and and I don't know if it was you know that's on purpose or what but it just wasn't as um entertaining in a way than um the it wasn't as entertaining to me as the first season so yeah there's that I did feel like I got to see a little bit more of Song Suku in this season so I really enjoyed that um but yeah other than that it wasn't it wasn't as entertaining it wasn't wasn't. sorry um so yeah quick note on DP now the other drama that I recently finished that I want to shout out is not others so I want to talk about Not Others because I started this as I think right before I left on my vacation. So it technically counted, but I didn't keep watching it during my vacation. I like started it and then stopped and then came back to it after I finished my vacation. And by that point, I was able to kind of marathon a lot of episodes and get kind of caught up to finishing it on time when it finished um, airing. So Let's talk about Not Others. So Not Others is another kind of 12 episode um, kind of drama comedy about a single mother named Kim Umi. She's played by John Hae-jin. Amazing, beautiful, love her. Um, and as a single mother, she, you know, she had her child when she was in high school and she has raised her daughter completely by herself. Um, and when we meet them, she is in her 40s and she lives with her daughter now who is 29 years old and her name is Kim Jin Hee played by Soo Young again one of my favorite actresses I love Soo Young oh I love Soo Young I love Soo Young I love Soo Young so um we get to kind of meet them and their current lives um these two this mother and daughter a duo living together working their individual lives and just like living and thriving and I loved I love the premise of this story the setup was wonderful they introduced us to these two characters who together were hilarious um and individually were just like so um were interesting like even and as individual characters separate from each other were interesting but then what this story ended up doing really well was showing how how the, they were, how she, how they lived together. So basically how um, Unmi had raised her daughter on her own and kind of giving us flashbacks and highlights of their, their, their past together. And that really showing us why they had the relationship that they had as adults. Um, and I loved it and I loved it and I loved it. They were such a beautiful, wonderful duo. I love a good mother character. Like I've always say, and I think she was great. She was this, this mom who couldn't back down for anything. Like she was always there to stand up for something or someone. She stood up for herself every point she could. She didn't, she didn't, you know, mind getting petty and taking it there. She stood up for justice. So it made sense that she had a daughter who was um, a police officer, but also who was similar to her and yet different enough where you could see where she was her own person. And I love that as well. Cause I, I don't like when they make people or like duos, um, even if it's like a mother daughter duo, complete extreme opposites. You know, I like that there were so much similarities. Like they, it was so 
organically mother and daughter. Like you could see the elements that she had gotten from her mother, um, the Jin He character. You could see what she had gotten from her mother, but then you could see these other elements to her that were uniquely hers. And I love that. So to me, the, the highlight of this story and this drama was the development of these characters. When I tell you they were beautifully drawn, so well written, hands down, some of the best drawn characters I've seen um, in this kind of like comedy, you know, short drama format. So well done. Now, let me say the thing that um, may have kind of lost me or tripped me up with this drama was the plot. (laughs) The plot, the plot, the plot. For me, this drama was such to me at least, should have been such a slice of life drama. It should have been nothing but this story about this mother and her daughter and their day-to-day lives. Her mother as a physical therapist and her as a police officer. Like that should have been the story. That's it. But from the very beginning of the story, there is this um, mystery, this case going on, this murder and and all of this enthralled in the story and this plot. And for me, that's where the story lost me. It was just unnecessary. It was so unnecessary for me. I really did think it was unnecessary. I really think it took away from me, um, I think, enjoying the kind of slice of life that I was wanting and expecting of this drama. I think it completely took me for a loop. And there was also this element of, the Jin Hee character and her job as a police officer and her getting this kind of um, demotion and her having to work at this, this, you know, this little um, substation that obviously wasn't ideal for her and all of that, um, that I think they didn't, I don't know how to explain it, but I feel like that was its own story that they didn't really go far enough into for me instead they were too busy focusing on these crime this crime this this murder um and kind of getting that figured out and her mother being in harm's way because of this um this this murder and and her connection to it so it was just like all of that for me was just extra that I think distracted a little bit from the the slice of life that I wanted this drama to be. And then when it got back to those moments, I was like, oh, I'm in love. I'm enjoying this. I really like this. Like I love the element of her mom, um, Kim Umi, going to work and her dealing with the the older women who were like super rude to her, but also absolutely adored her. I loved her boss and her relationship with her boss and all of that. I loved her her um, best friend who was like her sister and like an aunt to J- um, Jin Hee. I love their friendship. I love their relationship. I loved the fact that this man mysteriously appears and to their lives again and it's um the father of Jinhee. I like that. I like the kind of exploration of figuring out what was going to be this relationship with him and Umi and with his daughter. You know, I loved all of that. But again, all of that was kind of like shrouded with this little murder mystery thing that was going on the whole time. And I just really felt like that was a part of the plot, part of the story that was unnecessary. Um, But was it enough for me to dislike this drama? No, 
I actually really liked this drama. The ending was a little lackluster for me because it did that thing that everyone hates when they send somebody off um, to go abroad. I can't stand it. I understood their reasonings. I got it. But also... I didn't like it. Um, I felt like it was a cop-out. And I don't know, this is also based off a web webtoon or webcomic, so I don't really know what is the the full story of the, the webcomic. And maybe there is this kind of element that she comes back, you know, and all this stuff happens after. I don't know. But it just felt like a cop-out right at the end of the 12 episodes. So I, yeah, I don't know. I, I didn't like that. But as, in, as a whole, as a, as a general kind of like thought on this drama, I did actually enjoy it and it's because they did such a wonderful job um, with the characters they did such a wonderful job with them and I really appreciated it was there enough romance um not really because for me you know how I am about you know long lost loves reuniting I don't care for that storyline or plot usually but in this case I let it slide because um they never really had a relationship. So I kind of let that one slide and they were completely different people as in like teenagers, high schoolers to these 40 year olds. So I, I actually really let that slide in this one, but they didn't really let it develop. They kind of just like kicked it off right where they left off. So there wasn't any kind of buildup for a romance there. And then half of the time, Umi, the mother, she was kind of like, you know, giving him the side eye most of the time. Like, do I really want this man back in my life? So that wasn't very much romance. And then the whole thing with um, Soo Young's character, Jin Hee and um, Sung Hoon, who was playing her kind of like, um, who worked with her at the substation, like their whole little story that could have definitely developed into this wonderful little cute romance didn't really go there either. It kind of just like, was was dancing around it and then right at the end kind of just like yep they like each other yep they're gonna sleep together yep there's there's that and it was it didn't they could have played more into that if they would have gave me the slice of life feel and kind of stopped wasting time on that whole murder mystery thing so yeah there were some things that I really wanted from this drama that I didn't get but as a whole I did like this drama so there's that not others will I recommend it I recommend not others yes yes I would because again I think it's a great example of how to write a mother character <laughs> but also um very well done just crafted characters that I think would be worth a watch but there are some elements to the plot that I think people would be a little kind of um annoyed with but it's only 12 episodes so it's not that hard to get through at the same time so yeah I would recommend it but Mm, but it's definitely not for everyone. Definitely not for everyone. So yeah, that right there, guys, is my um, dramas I recently finished or dramas that I finished that I didn't get a chance to tell you guys about. So I have finished that category. Yes, that has been a very long one and I apologize. So now we're going to move on to dramas that I'm currently watching. And with that, I'm going to actually kind of move through these a lot quicker because I'm still in the middle of watching them. I don't have a form thought, uh, final thoughts on them. I just have kind of, you know, my little midpoint thoughts or somewhat early thoughts on them. So I'm going to go a lot quicker through this um, category, but do know this is the category where I will definitely probably have standalone episodes for. So this is, I feel like I have an excuse, a reason, you know, to, um, 
you know, cut this one a little bit quicker or shorter. So the first one I want to jump into really quickly, something that I'm currently still watching, and I know it's finished airing on certain platforms, but I am still watching it on Vicky. So it's still currently airing. Um, and it's Miraculous Brothers. I'm not going to stay on this one long because I feel like no one else is watching Miraculous Brothers. If you are, let me know um, because I feel like no one else is watching it but me. But this one is um, starring Jung Woo and the actor Bae Hyung Sung. And it's, to me very similar to a lot of the different dramas that we've watched this year, kind of like wrapped up into one. There's like um, time slip, there's time traveling, there's, you know, this element of, um, I don't want to say past life, but like meeting people again from your past life. You know, all of these, I feel like we've been seeing this on repeat this year. And so it's not to me different enough or, you know, different enough from some of the other things this year that I would say go run out and start it by any means. But I will say that I am watching it and I'm actually okay, having an okay time with it. I think what I like the most about it is the almost found family element to it because we have the Jungwoo character and the Bae Hyun Sung who end up kind of joining forces together. Um, and so it's like an older brother, younger brother thing. And I am really enjoying that relationship. But in general, as a whole, I will say, like I said, it's not different enough for me to set, to recommend it. Um, it. Yeah, just, yeah, it's not. But I will say it's a pretty solid plot. Like, I don't feel like it's confusing. I don't feel like there's anything that's like not well done or underwritten or underrealized so far. Like, I, I'm almost done with this drama. So I'm moving pretty quickly through it. I mean, I'm, it's actually like, you know, I'm almost at the end of it. So I definitely don't mind that, you know, it's reminiscent to a lot of things that I've watched this year because I feel like the thing that I'm liking most about it is the the two, the relationship between the two characters are, you know, miraculous brothers in a way. So I'm really liking that. Um, there is this like deep darkness to it that is not the, the, the most pleasant. And it's, to me, rem- reminiscent to... Uh, my perfect stranger in that regards where it's like these elements where it's like oh this is okay they're like little cute moments and then you also have these points where it's like this is really dark and sad and depressing so you know that is there and present and miraculous brothers as well so again i don't want to recommend it to anyone right now i don't think it's anything anyone should rush off to and and you know and watch but it's not bad it's not bad and if you are watching it please let me know because again like I said no one else has told me or or has mentioned it to me as something that they're watching and I don't mind it I don't mind it so let me know if you guys are watching it so um yeah moving on I'm gonna go to now a fan favorite that everyone was telling me about while I was away. This was one of the dramas that I heard a lot about leading up to my vacation ending. So I was like, okay, gotta go watch this one. And this one is My Lovely Liar. Yes. Um, this is starring Kim So Hyun and she has this special power where she is able to hear whether someone is lying or not. She's an actual lie detector where she like can tell immediately when a lie is spoken, if someone's telling the truth or not. And she doesn't like this this disability because apparently it affects her relationships with others because she 
unfortunately can always, you know, see when they're not being truthful and that can be harmful and hurtful to her. Um, so she hates it, but it also, she uses it because it makes her lots of money. It's her kind of moneymaker. So she has this ability, but she does not trust anyone. She doesn't believe in anyone. She believes everybody lies. And then she ends up meeting, um, this, this mysterious man played by Min Hyun, who is, a record producer who keeps his identity hidden. And the reason that he does is because he's actually um, a former murder suspect from a different town. And he wants to keep that, you know, under wraps because his mother is in politics and he has a successful career as a music, you know, producer. So he doesn't want to jeopardize that because nobody would want to listen to music made by a murderer. And, you know, and so the whole point is we don't know if he really um, is a murderer or not. There is like, you know, elements to the episode that we're watching currently where we're kind of like we're not sure where if he really murdered her um or if he is really innocent you know he claims that he's innocent but we don't have any kind of truth or verification at so far in the drama if he really is innocent i am completely caught up at the point of me recording this um i believe and so um so yeah i i'm i would say this is this is a, a 16 episode drama and i am a little bit over. I think we're a little bit past midpoint. And I have to say in the beginning, because I went into it with high expectations, I wasn't completely in love with it right off the bat. I just was not. I don't know what it was. I, I want to say, I think it was because I, um, I want to say, I think it was because there was this element to the story that I was expecting it to be this immediate kind of like cute, you know, like rom-com feel. And I didn't get that right off the bat. And so I was a little like, okay, so what am I, what am I really going to get from this drama? What am I, what is the angle that I'm going to enjoy from this drama? And it took a while for it to really, for me, see the cute rom-com element to it that I wanted that I wanted and that I actually am enjoying right now. So I do feel like at the beginning, the the premise of her being able to hear lies, which should be something I really enjoy. Um, and then him being this murder suspect who technically is very truthful. He always is telling the truth. I, I feel like that should have been a setup that I was really down for and excited about and enjoying. But I, I don't know. I just wasn't. I just wasn't. I don't know what to tell you. I just wasn't. <laughs> um, it wasn't until I started to see the the framework of her um, recognizing that with him only could she feel comfortable because she trusted him. She was trusting him and feeling like he never lied. Everything he was telling her, she was like, he's not lying to me. I don't understand why I can't hear lies when I'm with him. So I love that they did a shout out to the drama with um, Hyojin, Gong Hyojin, uh, Master Sons, um, because I did enjoy that drama when it came out back in 2013. I did. Um, but I liked how they kind of compared it and kind of shouted it out where in that drama, she has this ability that, you know, haunts her basically she sees these ghosts and the only time she doesn't see it is when she's with touching this man um i know it sounds weird but it's lovely um and so i love that setup i do originally like that premise so i loved when they started to show and reveal that her interacting with um the minhyun character 
that he was this kind of safety net, this kind of safety space for her, this this place where she could go, where she could feel like she wasn't using her power and her power wasn't hindering her relationship and her relationship building. And I appreciated that connection that they had. Of course, he didn't know that in the beginning. Obviously, she kind of was experiencing this without letting him in on that. But I really love that. I love that element. And that's when the kind of cuteness of the the romance came in for me. And I was just like, yes, I'm liking it. I'm liking it. I'm liking it. Um, Now, the other thing about this drama that completely... um, threw me for a loop was the the horrible horrible mother character that they have um the actress Jin Kyung playing she is the worst and I am told I've just told you guys I am so sick of bad moms horrible mother characters it is my pet peeve it's one of my least favorite things in a story and she's one of the worst. I mean, I can't stand it. And so I'm super annoyed whenever she comes on screen. Um, same way I feel about the actress, I mean, the actress, the character, not the actress, my bad, the character who's playing um, Sion, the like pop idol star girl. She's so bad, so annoying as well. She's horrible for the, um, the Doha character. Like I can't stand her. Um, then there's this um, other character, playing and um, working for the the entertainment company who's the brother of uh, the the CEO of the entertainment company and he just like is also horrible you know there's so many really bad apples in this drama that they're distracting that like seriously I get so frustrated when they're on the screen I get so annoyed when they're on the screen when they're whatever they're doing t- comes into play it's just like I roll my eyes I'm so annoyed. I'm so annoyed. So to me, that is taking away from a lot of enjoyment <laughs> of this drama for me are these these horrible characters. Like, I can't stand them. And they just, ugh, they just make me want to fast forward. And I don't fast forward. They make me want to skip them whenever they're on the scene. And the things like the the plot, I'm sorry, the, the conflict or the drama or the turmoil that they add to the story itself as well, it's just so unnecessary. Like, it's so frustratingly annoying. So I, I have to say that is a, te- a, a lot of points off for me in this drama are these super annoying, like villain-esque characters. I don't like them and they're distracting and I can't stand it. So yeah, not enjoying it for that reason. But I, like I said, I really am liking our two leads. Um, again, Solhi and Doha. I like them. I like their setup. I like their premise. I love that he was a safety net for her and then only to turn into not a safety net for her because she hears him lie for the first time. And it's a really, really bad lie. Um, and it's about him being that murder suspect where he says, I didn't kill her yet. She hears that is a lie. And I really, really like this because it's apparent and to me obvious that he did not kill this girl from the past. Like, he did not kill her, right? Um, but what he is expressing when he says, I didn't kill her, he's really telling the truth. But what he believes is that he was so involved in her dying that he really does see himself as being responsible for killing her. So I do believe for him saying, I didn't kill her sounds like a lie. 
Um, and I really, really, really love that element to his character now and to her character experiencing this really serious lie of his and how she's kind of in this push and pull of should I believe him? Should I not? Should I trust my power? Should I not? Why, you know, is there a reason why people will lie? And should I, you know, allow some lies to be okay? You know, she's going through all of that right now. And I'm really enjoying that. I'm really, really enjoying that. So those two are the saving grace and which is supposed to be the saving grace of any drama is our leads. So I'm really liking their, their, their chemistry. I'm liking their plot. I'm liking their setup. I'm liking their relationship that is forming, that is building. I think it's perfect at this point right now. Um, the only other caveat that I have to the story is that they brought in a formal love of hers, her first love, uh, played by the beautiful So Ji Hoon. And so they brought him back. So what, did, what does that spell for everyone? Love triangle. Um, and is it a, a love triangle that's viable? No. And then is the other thing they brought back with his character is illness and you know these are just things that are just like excess 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 for me like no 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 so that is another element to this drama that i was not very very pleased with um and i hate that his character is just like super amazing and adorable and sweet and yet what are they gonna give him they gotta give him something he deserves the world at this point the way that they have you know positioned and written his character so uh i need i need them to to figure that out and make it right and make it and make it good and make it perfect for him okay so yeah there's that there is that so that is where i am right now with my lovely liar i will probably definitely come back around and give it its own final thoughts episode once i have completely finished this drama and let you guys know how i really end up um liking or not liking this drama. All right, let's go on to the next drama that I want to talk about. And I, I don't even know what to tell you guys. Moving, 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 moving. Disney plus 20 episodes, um, written by Kung Pool. I guys, 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 guys. So I, before I left on my vacation, obviously, I saw the promo drops for this, for this drama. Now, did I read about this drama at all? No. Did I know what this drama was about at all? No. I had no clue what this drama was about. I just knew. I just knew. I saw my baby in song and I saw young Jew and I said, say less <laughs> okay that's all I saw I didn't see anything else so I do when I got off my vacation it was going to be top of my list of dramas that I was going to start not because I knew what this drama was about because again I had no clue no clue I just saw in song who I love and hung and healed you and I said I, I'm here I'm there count me in so so let me tell you this I obviously was like, okay, I'm watching this. I'm so excited. I'm going to watch this again, not having any clue what this drama was about. So get into this drama. I was like, wait, what what is this drama about? (laughs) I did not know. It was like this, this kind of X-Men special abilities 
students in the school, you know, like I did not, I had no clue. We were talking about superheroes and uh, none of that, none of that. And I was in shock when I started episode one. Um, Did I know it was going to be so violent and so vicious as well? No, absolutely not. So just so much of just, this was a drama I walked into completely blind and it was for its benefit because I'm not a superhero gal. I have watched superhero films, obviously, I know, but I'm not like, ooh, superhero films at all. Um, I have watched the X-Men movies and I've always liked the X-Men movies. So for me, I think if there was going to be a kind of superhero-esque kind of, you know, thing for me to watch, it would be with that as it's kind of you know, similar setting or background. So I really, 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 really was in shock when I realized this is what this drama was because boy, oh boy, love it. Love it. I'm not going to talk much about this drama because I'm going to definitely give it its own episode. It deserves its own episode from me. Um, But I will say that this is a year for me in K-Drama Land where I have really gone outside of my box and been rewarded because of it. I really believe so. Like I have really stepped outside of my comfort zone with some of the dramas that I've been watching and I've been in shock by the amount of enjoyment that I've gained from some of those dramas that I don't think I would have normally in the past picked up or willingly just kind of like sat down to watch. And I think moving for that for me is one of those. I definitely wouldn't I have picked this out of a box for me? If you just gave me the summary and the, the synopsis of moving, I would have probably not thought, oh yeah, let me go ahead and start this one. I mean, had I saw the cast, yes, I would have started it because of the cast. But even if that cast wasn't there, I feel like this plot alone was enough for me to just completely like brush it off. And so I definitely am super excited that I gave it a shot. Um, again, you can thank Insung and killed you for that but they're not even the all that's the stars for me like I when I tell you I gotta do my own episode on this drama I gotta do my own episode on this drama because I gotta break down so many elements that I got I've already gathered from this drama that I think we need to go over so I'm not gonna go into details here just know that I am watching moving that I am thoroughly enjoying moving and that it is definitely one of the one of my favorite things I'm currently watching, hands down. I think there are some things to this drama that people may not like. Obviously, like I said, this is there's definitely a setup here that for me personally, I would have not picked out for myself. Like I would have personally not picked out this as a synopsis that I would have like. Yeah, I want to check that one out. So. I can see the perspective of the people that are like, "Mm, yeah, not for me, but for me, yeah, yeah. It completely has has shocked me. And I, again, will go into detail about it in its own episode once I finish this drama. It's 20 episodes, which you know I love because I can already see what 20 episodes can do for a drama and it's doing it already and moving. So We'll talk about it because I got some things to break down. Like I have some theories. I have some, you know, I get a little deep. I already have some notes about moving that I'm like, you guys are going to like really low. Is it really that deep? And yes, it will be. So just you wait, just you wait. Um, 
but yeah, I'm watching moving. Who else is watching moving? What are your thoughts? What are your thoughts on moving? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'll give you my full thoughts later. Um, but yeah, so let me move on. Speaking of moving um, to my dearest. So similar to moving, this is a drama that I will be giving its own um, standalone episode with probably coming up first because it will be finishing is part one and I think a week or so um and I will probably have the time then to go ahead and just give you my whole kind of midpoint and midpoint thoughts give you my whole midpoint thoughts on this drama because again this is just part one and then we'll have to wait for part two I think um I think later this year Hopefully it's later this year and not next year. Fingers crossed. Um, But I will say going into this drama right now, it's 10 episodes. I think I we're right at me recording this. I'm right at episode six. I haven't watched seven and eight yet. Um, No, maybe. No, I'm on seven. I'm on eight forgive me guys. I'm all over the place. I should have wrote this down somewhere. Well, I did have to write it, write it down somewhere, but just not where I'm reviewing my notes right now. Um, so yes, my dearest, this was one of the dramas that I also heard tons about, um, while I was on vacation and not again, people spoiling it for me, but just people being like, I'm watching my dearest. Oh my gosh. I can't wait to hear about, you know, you talk about my dearest. You know, so I was like, Oh gosh, the pressure's on about my dearest. And, um, the other thing was that it was a Seguk, it was historical. So I was ready to watch it from that. And also I do love me some Nam Kumin. So I was also super excited to see him in a historical, because I feel like I haven't seen him in a historical drama, like at all. So I was really excited to see him in this role. Um, so the anticipation was through the roof leading up to this, starting this drama. And I'm saying this right now because it's going to explain what I'm about to say next. So when I started this drama, episodes one and two in, my expectations that I was was bringing to it weren't necessarily met. I know I was not completely in love with this drama from the very beginning. Episode one and two, even three, I still was just like, hmm, it's not completely giving me what I thought I was gonna get uh, in the way that I felt like, because I think I came in watching it when only four episodes had aired. So I, you know, I was up to date. So I was hearing from people after people had only started, just started it too. And they were really into it. And for me, episodes one and two did not stick with me. And I think the main reason for me why it wasn't completely drawing me in was because I wasn't in love with our female lead. Um, The character Yu Gi Che played by An Eun Jin. Love Ujin, she's great. That's not the problem at all. But this Guild Che character, I was just like, I kept rolling my eyes at her. <laughs> there was like this element to her that I was like, oh, it's, she's kind of, you know, she's kind of, you know, funny. She's a little different. She's like, you know, over the top and she's a little obnoxious. And I understood and I got it. But it, obviously for me, I just wasn't connecting with that character at all. So I think for me, that was where I was lack, where it was lacking for me. I wasn't connecting with one of our leads. Then you have the, um, Yi Jong Hyun character played by Nam Kung Min. And he comes in and he also, um, you know, he presented himself in a way that was like, yeah, okay. Uh-huh. 
okay <laughs> okay uh-huh <laughs> And I'm saying this because I really want to go into detail in its own episode. So I'm I'm giving you guys a very kind of like brushed over thoughts right now. But I will say this. I was completely just like, I'm not sure I'm connecting with anyone right now. And one of my lovely K-drama friends even told me before I started it that she saw a lot of similarities between um, the Jong Hyun character and <laughs> Nam Kung Min's $1 lawyer character. And I'm going to be honest, that kind of affected me starting the drama too <laughs> because I, I saw it I saw it as well and for me the one dollar lawyer character obviously it's one of my favorites from last year and um it worked in that s- story and I, seeing it in this in a way was like oh no <laughs> oh no but it you know I but it, it changes for me so I will say episode four was when I finally was like okay I got my draw. I got my in. I got where I'm completely connected now. And it is with the actual um, invasion that starts to take place, the war that starts to take place. When that part of the story starts off, where it, you know, starts to go underway, I am, I was completely hooked, completely hooked. The way they took the Gilche character and completely yanked her into this war war zone experience was beautiful when I tell you that was what I needed that was the switch that I needed she and her kind of like over the top and her kind of extreme personality and her kind of um selfishness and all of that in this wartime setting is perfect I love it I love it I love it I love it I think you don't see this very often when you have a character who, to me, in the beginning, is not the very likable. That is one of the things we get from her character. She's not very likable. There's elements to her that is just like not good. She's very selfish. She's self-centered. She's all about herself in a way. That's all she cares about. And so you put a person like that in a wartime setting where it comes down to, you know, do you stick around and you protect what's yours or do you fight for others? You know, like, who are you standing up for? She is, her her character in this setting is marvelous. Oh my gosh, it's so good. So for me to be annoyed with her in the beginning was perfect and intentional and well done. So much so that when I see her in that, like I said, it was episode four, I believe, when you see how she starts to interact in this wartime experience and the kind of person she is and how it relate how it realizes itself in this experience is beautiful because she's very flawed she is not for everybody she is not one to save everybody and to like you know throw herself out there to protect all no she's like i'm protecting me and mine and if you not me or mine I don't want anything to do with you. It's all about me and mine right now. And I love that about her. I love it. It works because it's rare. I feel like usually you see in these these stories, the character has to be so self-served. I mean, has to be so self, you know, giving of all themselves to everyone else but themselves. And they just have to be the, the, the victim, the martyr all the time. And she is just not that. She's like, I'm not going on, put myself on a limb for just any old body. It's only for me and mine. And I love that about her. So I'm enjoying her 
transformation. And it's it's not even like a drastic transformation. Like it's still so genuinely her, but just seeing the type of person she has to be in this time is lovely. Um, and if you can see, my focus is on these characters as individuals and not this love story or romance that may or may not be blooming between John Hyun and Gil Che. I'm not completely invest in that at all like I do not care about their love story right now and I know that sounds harsh and it sounds like wait what do you mean I'm not I really am not and again I think that may be on purpose the way that the story has presented these characters and their interactions and even presented them as individuals and how they have so much growing they need to do and so much healing you know John Kion needs to do and I feel like them in a love story just doesn't make sense for me right now and I don't have any interest in it. So that element to this story is not the selling point for me at all. It is hands down this Gilche character and her in this wartime setting and her kind of um, having to to get through this. And then also the mystery that is the Jung Hyun character, which again is very similar to his $1 lawyer where he presented himself in this kind of very upbeat manner and kind of like, you know, very like, um, you know, cheerful, but also there's something very hidden going on behind him and you don't know what that hidden darkness is. And, and it's lovely when it gets revealed and you figure it all out, but it's, it's very similar to one dollar lawyer. <laughs> so I'm lacking the characters as individuals. Them and their love story, I'm not in, invested in it at all right now. I do feel like in a part two, obviously, um, that may be where the love story really blooms and has its way or has its time. And it will make sense for me at that point. But um, as of right now, I'm definitely just all about them getting through this wartime invasion experience and I'm I'm really really connected to watching them fight through this and seeing them start to kind of grow and heal because I think Gilche has a lot of growing to do and Jung Hyun has some healing to do um and I wonder how it's going to circle back to the beginning of the drama where we you know start with the ending at the beginning I'm, I'm very interested to see how we get to that point as well so there's just a lot here that I'm really invested in and it surprisingly is not the romance so there's that there's that okay so I will be doing its own episode once I finish part one completely and I'm gonna break down a lot of different things that I do really want to talk about in that episode so stick around for my my dearest I'm gonna call it midpoint thoughts because it's gonna be you know to me, these part ones and part twos are just cutting the drama, a full drama in half. So there's that. Um, so yeah, I'll talk about that once it completely wraps up. All right. So that is my dearest. Now let's go on to another drama that I am watching, but probably won't be watching for much longer. And that is Behind Your Touch. So Behind Your Touch, I am watching currently. And when I tell you I was I was warned against it. <laughs> I was I was told don't bother, um, and I probably should have heeded that warning because I was so Minky. I love me Minky. I love my Minky. I love him, but I had definitely dropped dramas with him in, in the past. So you know he's not enough for me to stick around in a drama. But I was really wanting to give it a try because of him by itself. I was like, I got to watch this for, for Minky at least. Now, Behind Your Touch, 
was another one that while I was away, I had no clue what it was about. No clue. The title Behind Your Touch didn't, was lost on me. Nothing. Did not have a clue what this drama was about. So I started and I'm like, oh, okay, it's funny. I knew it was kind of going to be funny comedy. I was like, okay, okay, okay. I'm about a you know, veterinarian played by Hanji Min who you know, loses her mother when she's really young. And then she ends up, um, you know, working, taking over her grandfather's um, vet and, you know, animal hospital. And um, she's a weird character, a personality, but okay. And then you have this Mu jung Yol character played by Min Ki, who's a detective. And he gets sent from Seoul to this small, you know, police station and this small town where this, um, this Ye Boon character lives. And he is hating it and wants to go back to Seoul. So he's looking for cases that he can solve that can get him promoted out of that town. And, you know, they join forces because she ends up developing a superpower where when she touches the the bottom, the behind, the buttocks of something or someone, she ends up um, being able to see into their past. Um, so yeah, I was like, okay, okay, I got it. I got it. I got it. Um, this drama hates us. It hates us all, guys. I realized while I was watching, I got through four episodes of this drama. And I have to say, this drama is laughing in our faces. Like, it literally is making fun of us. It's ridiculous in all the wrong ways. It's ridiculous in all the wrong ways. Half of this drama Half of the episodes that I've watched thus far are them parroting 2521 and my liberation notes. Yes, you heard me right. They're parroting 2521 and my liberation notes. Who in their right minds thinks it's okay to parody 2521 and my liberation notes? Someone who thinks they're funny when they're not. So for me, they're laughing in my face and I don't like it. I don't like it at all. I feel like this drama is literally like, ha 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 It's like cackling at my face and I don't like it. I feel like offended watching this drama, seriously. So I sat through four episodes because I really was trying to give it a try for Min Ki and I have to say right off the bat, no, 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 no. It's 16 episodes so it almost makes me want to stick around to see like, will there be some drastic change in this storyline? If you got 16 episodes, because this definitely is giving a short ep- short drama. This should be, you know, eight episodes. If anything, should be eight episodes. This drama should be eight episodes. So the fact that it's 16 makes me really interested in a weird way, which is what is curiosity kills a cat, right? So I probably won't feed into that curiosity and continue watching. But yeah, I, I was very disappointed in this drama from the beginning. I don't know who wrote this drama because like I guess I feel like they're laughing in my face and I don't like it. The light in your eyes, writer, all writer, like what? I don't know guys, Behind Your Touch. Who else is watching Behind Your Touch? Let me know because am I the only one that feels this way? Like they're laughing in my face? And that I'm I'm the I'm the joke for watching it, you know? Like that's how I feel watching this drama. So 
you guys fill me in. Let me know your thoughts, how you're feeling watching this drama because I'm I'm not in love with it at all. And I probably will be dropping in after five. I mean, I think I even started episode five and I was like, yeah, I don't know if I can get through this any longer. <laughs> so yeah, behind your touch, I'm not recommending it as of right now. And that's only four episodes in. Kind of curious why it's 16 episodes, but ooh, ooh. Why, who, how dare you parody 2521 in my liberation notes? Like, who do you think you are? Oh, okay. Anyway, let me move on. So other dramas that I have started and that I'm pretty, uh, once I'm early in, um, so The Killing Vote. This one is 12 episodes and it is... I don't even know what this is. So the killing, the killing vote. I am in on episode three, and I think that's all that's aired um, as of me recording this. But either way, um, the killing vote. It stars Pak um, Hae Jin, who plays this character named Kim Woo Chan, who is the leader of this kind of like investigation team at um, a police agency, and he has this very kind of. Um, muddy, murky way of doing his job. Something about him and the way he gets things done as a police officer aren't always the kind of the cleanest um, and the best ways. He uses some dirty methods to get things accomplished and done. Um, And then you also have this character played by M. Ji Yun, who's just killing this year as a whole. Her name is Ju um, Hyun, and she's also a police officer, but she works with like the cyber um, aspect of the, like the cyber safety bureau of um, the police agency. And they end up becoming involved in this kind of police chase or case revolving around this, this mysterious dog mask character who basically takes it upon himself to start exacting punishment on these horrible criminals in Korean society. This is very much the devil judge and that is a very public type of like death penalty polling um, thing where he involves the entire um, nation and voting on if a certain criminal deserves the death penalty or not. And based off of the results, he exacts this 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 penalty, this death on um, this this horrible criminal. Um, and so the police obviously can't keep allowing him to kill these people even if these people are horrible people he they have to catch him so that is what this drama's kind of premise is again the devil judge one of my favorite dramas of all time love it love it love it no one can do it better different amazing kisses um but it's very similar to that in that kind of setup, but it, it's different. It's very different. It takes a different approach in that the devil judge was within the the kind of um, governmental systems and play where they doing these kind of public um, kind of punishments of these criminals, as opposed to in this one where we have kind of like this vigilante anarchist kind of um, person or group that is trying to exact these punishments. So it's very, it's, it's different in that regard. So I appreciate that. Um, but there is that comparison. And then we have this mysterious Muchan character, which I really like. He, again, is the police officer who's leading this charge against this dog mask character. But there's some way that he may be connected with the persons involved with this. And it could even be him, you know, because there's something murky about him. And I really, really love a character like that where it's like, he's not good. Um, 
he may not be completely bad, but he's definitely not good either. You know, I love that. And then there's also Pak Sung Woon. He's playing a character named Kwang Suk Chu, who is actually in jail at the time of the start, you know, the start of these, these polls to exact these, these death penalties on criminals. And yet he gets roped into it because this dog mask character is actually quoting him from a case that he was involved in that led him to be in jail, where he ended up killing the rapist of his young daughter. So he present, but he is still at some point being um, drawn into this and having some connection to this case. So yeah, there it's a beautiful setup. I'm going to be honest. I am loving it. It's a wonderful setup. You know, I love my, I love me some, you know, law, some mystery. I love vigilante anarchist type stories as well. Like I said, I love a murky character. He's not good. Um, he may not be all bad, but he's he's also not good. I love Joohyun, who is the Jin Yun character, where she is good at what she does, but there's something about her too that kind of like, she keeps throwing herself in harm's way, you know, trying to get to the bottom of cases. She likes to put herself out there. And I love that about her already. And then the whole mystery of like, who is this dog mask? character and who is this person that is exacting these these death penalties on these criminals really love really love the setup pretty interesting right out the gate had me at the edge of my seat from episode one i am very intrigued to see where this goes again a shorter drama 12 episodes so i don't think it's going to be difficult to get through at all i know it's also based off a web comic so you know there's that um but definitely Definitely so far, I'm enjoying it. So there's the killing vote. Um, next, I have started watching Mask Girl. I was not sure if I should start this drama or not, and I did. I started it. And Mask Girl is that um, Netflix drama that dropped all at once, again, based off of a webcomic as well. Um, and it's following this character named Kim Momi. And she starts off as like just this ordinary office worker who is, you know, hoping and dreaming of one day performing on a stage, but because she does not appear um, to have the appearance to be a, you know, star, she ends up taking on um, wearing a mask and doing like these kind of streams, uh, live streams as this mask girl, because she really likes her body. She thinks she has a really nice body. So she does that, but then she ends up um, going on the run after being involved in quite a few murder. <laughs> situations, murder cases, um, shall I say. Um, And then we have like her getting plastic surgery at some point, then this, and then she meets, you know, it's, it's a mess. It is, I'm only, it's seven episodes and I'm only on episode four or five, I believe. And when I tell you, it is such a hard watch. Like I'm not understanding why I'm even still watching this drama. It's so difficult to watch. So I don't recommend this at all. Um, It's so disturbing. So disturbing. Not just the violence that you see played out through this story, but just kind of like this undertone of this woman who felt she was never pretty. um, And because of that, has led her down all of these kind of horrible paths and it's just really depressing and disturbing and again like I said I'm not even sure why I'm still watching it I'm on the fence if I should continue watching it um 
yes, I don't know. I don't know if I'm going to keep watching it, but it is, it is, it does grab you though, because like I said, it takes you on like these really funky turns and the way that episodes are like titled, they're titled after the character that they're going to be introducing and kind of following in that, um, in the episode and from their perspective. And it's really cool because they're all still connected to our original character, who is the Kimbo Me character, but they end up being, you know, entering into her life at certain points. And so we get to see their perspective of the story and then how they have a connection to her story. And so I think that's actually a really unique, cool way that they're, they're kind of showcasing the drama or playing out the story itself. So it's interesting. It will cap, it will grab you if you start it, but I will say, is it worth it? I'm not sure. Cause like I said, it's quite depressing and disturbing. Very, de- I mean, very disturbing aspects, sexual assaults. I mean, it's, it's horrible. So I'm not going out to recommend it to anyone and I'm not even sure if I'm going to finish it, but I did want to say that I started it just in case anybody was wondering. So there's that. Okay. So I promise you guys, I am wrapping this up. I had to get through those pretty quickly because again, I know this is a long episode and I didn't want to be this long, but I had so many dramas to talk about. So I had to, um, but quickly, really, really quickly, I want to just talk about the dramas that I am hoping to start soon. And if you have uh, started some of these, or you also are, you know, thinking or considering starting these, let me know because I haven't started them yet. And I'm not even sure if, you know, if I should. So again, let me know if you have any thoughts on these, because if you tell me it's not worth it, I'll listen to you. Uh, like I was listening to people with Behind Your Touch. I will listen to you because I have so much on my plate right now. I don't need to add anything else. Um, but I want to start obviously destined with you because I am a Joe Boa Stan, if there ever is one, if she has, you know, a drama, I'm going to watch it. And also Ruan, me and him, you know, we like to tussle. We like to fight. So I want to, I want to see where we are in our relationship by watching this drama. Cause you know, see, are we still fighting? Are we, are we, you know, are we not fighting anymore? We're going to, we're going to see. So really, really looking forward to starting this drama. Don't know what it's about just yet. Just know that Boa is in it and I got to support her and that Ruan is in it. And we got to see if we're fighting this time around or not. So definitely let me know if you started that and if you're liking it. And then I also wanted to watch Longing for You. Now, this one, I'm I'm not even sure if I know where it's airing. Like I haven't looked into this that that far at all. I think I just kind of was like, oh, I, I think this one is starting. I, I might check it out. I think there is this kind of like legal law element to it. And you know, I like me a, le- a legal drama. So I was gonna check it out for that purpose. Oh, and also because Rin from uh, one of my old school K-pop groups is in it. And so I wanted to see, you know, him, you know, acting in as well. So, you know, I don't know. I don't even know where it's airing. You guys, let me know if you started this, if it's worth it. Um, let me know, let me know. I And then I also wanted to watch Cold Blooded Intern again, don't even know where it really is airing. Just know I kind of like the lead actresses. I love them both. Um, so I wanted to kind of like, you know, I love me a um Jiwon moment. And then of course, Miran has been killing it um, this year. So I, I really want to watch both of them. And I, I think I would probably like it. But 
and I think they've worked together in the past. So I just really am ready to see them on screen together again. But I don't know much about it. I don't know where it's even airing. So I, I'm thinking about it. Let me know if any of you have started it or if you think it's worth it. Let me know because I will probably check it out if I can find it. Okay. So those are the three dramas that I am hoping to start soon. I haven't started them yet, but I will be starting very soon. And the next episode that I will be putting out after my Ramblings and Musings again will be standalone episodes, not this kind of big, long, mush compiled episode like this. I will probably be doing my dearest next because I think that my dearest is ending this the, the week that, you know, that I'm dropping this. So fingers crossed, because if so, it would definitely be my dearest. Um, and then I may mention, you know, doing a kind of first, you know, initial thoughts episode on Destined With You to see how that goes for me. So, you know, those are the type of things to look out for. Definitely going to have its moving's own episode. Um, I don't know about um, The Killing Vote. We'll see. Maybe I'll do a quick pop off once I finish it. Same thing with My Lovely Liar. I'm on the fence because I feel like I'm on the fence with this one. I I might just do a quick pop in about that one as well once I wrap it up. But but we'll see. But I'll let you guys know what's to come when it's coming. But I definitely am excited to keep watching some of these dramas. Like I said, my dearest really got me. It got me moving. Really got me. Oh, really? Oh, moving got me. Um, and I'm really liking the killing boat so far. And I and I'm, I'm ready to see, you know, what what September brings as well. So I have finally caught you guys up on everything. This is where I stand on everything right now. Again, new episodes dropping for the podcast, hopefully weekly. I'm going to try to keep up with the weekly thing um, now that I'm officially back. And I am hoping that you enjoyed this and that you made it all the way to the end because it was a long one. This was a long one. I've never did an episode this long before, I think. Um, So I apologize, but I hope you can understand since again, I needed to go through all these past dramas and then all these current dramas. Um, and it was more than usual. So I am watching quite a few right now around seven, um, maybe 10 if I pick up the other three um, that I'm considering. So we'll see. Um, and uh, yeah, guys, I'm back. And I'm happy to be back. Ah! So yes, let me know what you're watching and some of your thoughts on some of these dramas that you're watching and enjoying or not enjoying or dramas that you started and then you decided to drop. Um, Just any kind of thoughts you have. I am hoping that you guys can let me know about some of the new dramas like Destined With You, Longing For You, Cold-Blooded Intern, if you've started those and watching those. If not, you know, I will... I'll let you know if I end up liking or watching and liking them. Um, and then, yeah, that's it, guys. I'm finished. I'm going to wrap this up so we can get get done with this too, too long episode. But I really, 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 really hope you, you enjoy catching up with me. And thank you for giving me the opportunity to catch up with you all. And again, I have timestamps. So I'm hoping that was helpful um, if you you know, we're able to skip around and things like that. But thank you for listening. I love you guys. I appreciate you so much. But that is all for this episode. Thank you so much for listening. And whether you're listening in the morning or the afternoon or in the evening, I hope you have a great day. So everyone, it's been real. Lola's off.